Aloha, everyone. This is Ashley from GoldenGoddesses.org. Happy New Year, and welcome to Threshold to Ascension Radio on the BBS Radio Network. Today in Earth Linear Time, it is Thursday, January 3rd, 2019, our first show of this new year, and our second show since BBS is back operating after the horrific fire that devastated the studio in Paradise, California. On the day the fire broke out and the BBS crew had to evacuate, my dear friend and amazing healer, Shannon Leishner, was scheduled to be my guest live on this show. Of course, that interview did not go to air that night. When I was in meditation this morning, I was given strong guidance to air that interview with Shannon tonight. We went ahead and recorded that night anyways as we held space for those affected by the fire. This interview may not be your typical Happy New Year show. However, it is filled with a story of survival that not only reflects on past experiences, but provides hope for moving forward, as we all are moving forward into this new year. And so as we move forward into 2019, approaching the partial solar eclipse this Saturday and the powerful total lunar eclipse January 20th, I encourage you to listen to this interview. Perhaps find healing, and hope within it. As an introduction, you may remember that on October 1st, 2017, there was a shooting in Las Vegas at the Route 91 Harvest Festival. It was quite tragic. My dear friend and amazing healer, Shannon Leishner, was actually there that day. I invited Shannon on that show on November 8th not to talk about false flags, but more importantly, to talk about her experience being there on the ground when the shooting happened, how her spiritual journey supported her during the trauma, and what the gift was that came out of that initiation, if you will, and also what it was like to be at the reunion with other survivors one year later. Her insights are very powerful. I hope you enjoy this interview, which will start with my normal aloha. Welcome to the show. Aloha, everyone. This is Ashley from goldengoddesses.org, and today in Earth Linear Time, it's Wednesday, November 8th, 2018, and this is Threshold to Ascension Radio. You may be wondering why this isn't actually live on the date, and that's because I got a call earlier today from Dawn at BBS Radio saying that the Paradise Fire or the Campfire, they're calling the fire the Campfire, is barreling down on BBS radio headquarters. Don's son, actually his school was burnt down. So thank you to everyone who responded to the Facebook post and to the call out on Instagram for just holding that space, holding that light, anchoring in the healing, calling in our elemental friends to support whatever's for the highest and the best. The Scorpio new moon yesterday, the shooting at the borderline bar and grill the 11 11 coming up the midterms there's just so much energy moving and so we're going to take a moment first before i introduce my beautiful divine guest to do what we always do at the beginning of the show which is to center in our hearts so take some long slow deep breaths and just breathe that absolute light that you are deep into your heart Let it fill all the shadows all the crevices all the parts of your heart you may have shut down out of protection, feeling it might be the only way you can navigate the third dimension of the world. Just breathe at your own pace, that light deep, deep, deep into your heart. Allow it to fill, to overflowing. And as you exhale, just let go of all that is not serving you. Breathing in the absolute love of source. And just surrendering to source on your out-breath. All of your challenges, all of your worries, all you're not good enough. Because in this now moment, you are perfect exactly as you are. In this now moment, in the stillness of your breath, we find our center. And when we trust that the highest and best unfolds no matter what our pitfalls no matter our traumas no matter our challenges 
we find that peace in our heart. And this year, an 11 universal year, has definitely been the graduate degree course of staying on our journey, of staying aligned with our ascension path, of remembering who we are. And know you're doing exactly what you're meant to do, being exactly what you're meant to be, remembering more of your divinity. And as we share light and our heart space and we call upon our angels, our guides, our star family, our own I am presence and monad to shine light on the parts of the planet that we feel are being tested, are going through their own challenges and initiation. And truly trust in your heart that you are an infinite being of light. And in whatever ways for your highest and best, this too shall pass. Know that our love goes out to each and every one of you. We trust that you journey through your initiations in the divine timing that's right for you without judgment, without expectation that you're quickly going to move through it, but holding the space for you to know that you're loved, supported, and embraced by spirit. Breathe that in deep. As we ask your higher selves to recalibrate all that you are to the highest possible frequency available to you at this time. Ground down into the center of the earth. Bring out the love of Mother Gaia. And extend through your crown chakra, connecting to the divine that you are through the galactic central sun. The aspect of you that is even more spectacular than you can even imagine. And bring that into your heart. Mahalo Nuriloa. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes. So this interview is being recorded on Thursday, November 8th. So that the audio will go on to the BBS radio show because Shan and I really wanted to be able to hold this space together tonight after we planned. And this is what we do. We adapt as the universe brings in challenges and obstacles. And I'll ask Shannon because she'd mentioned that she had a feeling that something was going to shift tonight before we actually started. But I do want to introduce the beautiful, the divine, the goddess, my sister, Shannon Leishner, who has so many amazing tools in her toolbox, a spiritual catalyst that she is. I love the angel wings behind you, goddess, and your glowing crown, both from the photo and from your own light. But Shannon is a theta practitioner and instructor. Reiki, she's in the top 10 psychic classification. We're going to have to talk about that. She's a life coach. She is a six-degree black belt, an angel communicator, and so much more. And that's one of the things I really honor about, about you, Shannon, is that you continue to add tools to your toolbox. So without further ado, you can tell Shannon's in California and I'm in Oregon, but Shannon, welcome to Threshold Hello. Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. It's such a delight. So we're going to start there. You had a sense today that something might recalibrate for tonight. What was coming up? Anything in particular? Well, you had texted me earlier about what my Skype address was. And as I was responding to you, I heard you won't need it. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, we'll just hold on to that and we'll see what happens. And um, yeah, so we don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. And, and again, to Don and Doug and the BBS radio family, we're just holding you in light. And again, I always say, and I don't mean it as a cap out, holding space for what's for the highest and the best, because that's always in the divine plan. So Shannon, just for those that might be new to you and your work, could you give a little, a brief overview of your background and how you came to be where you are now? Well, there are some people that actually learn how to do what I do. And I and I say I was born into this. I, I was born this way. There's this amazing song by, I think it's Madonna, I was born this way. <laughs> but um, part of it was I was born being able to communicate with the angelic and the spiritual realm. Um, I could see them. I could hear them. I could feel them. I knew when they were around, um, and this was as a, as a child. And so as I grew up, 
um, as we some of us know and some of us may not. But I, I had a very hard childhood uh, in the beginning with uh, living in a house that was very similar to the Amityville Horror House. Lots of dark things happening in this house. And when people say they've survived their childhood, I literally survived mm-hmm. my childhood. But I did that by the grace of the divine. Um, because I was supposed to be here and I was supposed to be here and helping and doing all the things that we do as people who are here to serve. And I don't really say mean serve, I mean support. Right. Um, <laughs> but in that aspect, um, as I've developed along along my path, um, I pride myself in adding as many tools to the toolbox as I can because I want to reach as many people as I can. So, I mean, what I can do is, you know, yes, we do the psychic medium stuff. But to me, and even to the angels, they say that's a dog and pony show. And we only use that for healing or for helping people with closure and that type of thing. Um, I think we are in control of our own futures. And whatever decisions we make, we can um, shape our future. But on the other note of that, I actually do a lot of energy healing, and you mentioned theta healing. I have a team, an angelic team that we work with very closely, and they have shared with me so many amazing, wonderful ways and methods for healing. So I utilize everything that they show me and that they encourage me to use. They also, you know, I remember things because we as beings, we, we have these abilities on the other side. So I remember how to use them as I need them. And lately, I've been working with people with traumas, PTSD, physical pain, because I've acquired an ability where I can energetically go inside of somebody's body and move the energy out. And I've been working really closely with the brain. And so that's kind of been my focus for a while now. (laughs) And the universe has kind of been guiding you as they do in that way too. And before we get into really what happened last year and how that opened up a whole nother area, you've been mentioning the energy waves. And you talk about it a little bit on your YouTube channel as well. So that flow of the energy and that bombarding of the energy, what are you aware of is happening in this moment? Well, a couple years ago, um, I mean, like I said, I, I do angelic communication. And a couple years ago, the angel said, do a video about some waves, energy waves that are coming. There's big, huge shifts that are coming and people need to be aware. But as, an, as a normal 3D human being who has lots of things going on, I didn't make the video right away. Mm-hmm. And there was one moment that I was told, you will do it right now. And I did. I actually filmed the video about the waves that were coming. And within probably four hours, it had over a thousand views. And so it just went viral, which right. was amazing. Right. But, but essentially what it is, is these there are numerous waves of energies that are coming and they are shifting us completely and it and we're now in this stage of we're feeling stuck this wave is kind of like the metamorphosis um, Mm -hmm. stage where we are uh, we feel stuck we feel we're not moving we feel that you know we're not really developing but what's happening is is we are now being given the opportunity to shed what is not serving us and so we're being hit hard with our triggers we're being hit hard with Things that are like being pushed in our face saying, this is not working for you. Let it go so you can fly. Because it's really hard to fly with chains around your ankles. Absolutely. And so we are now in the development stage. But there's another wave coming. Um, I heard there's one coming in December. Mm -hmm. um, And then there's a really big one coming in January. And then we go into a huge shift into February. And there may be some other waves along the way. I get updated every couple hours on what's going on. But I did hear that there is energy coming from the galactic center. Mm-hmm. From what I'm hearing, that's part of what the waves that we're talking about. Well, yeah, there's so, for me so many different levels. And I don't know about the listeners. And I kind of mentioned this to you before. Earlier today, I was down, right? I mean, my spine was, I was getting the dolphin dance energy up and down the spine. My brain was being recalibrated. There was all this energy flowing. And you, you talked about letting go, you know, between the Taurus full moon, the Scorpio new moon, this Venus retrograde, you know, a lot of that astrology is also about things from the past surfacing again. Because when we look at it from a higher perspective, 
when we don't get caught up in it, and sometimes we do, it's not a judgment, but when we're able to be more of a neutral observer and not have our buttons pushed again, we can go through it and say, okay, I am done with that one. Thank you very much. That onion, it's not another layer. The onion is gone. And I think that's a lot of what this wave is happening with. And of course, our galactic brothers and sisters in that frequency and our own galactic selves are inviting us to step into that. So, you know, writing this out until till February, it sounds like January might be a doozy, um, you know, and I think that's just how it is now on this ascension path. I, I don't know that we get too many free passes anymore. Well, I think that if we want to be the amazing, spectacular beings that we truly are, if we want to inco- inco- incorporate that into this path and into this right. life, it takes, it takes for us to really stand up and take our power back. Because how can we be the truly magnificent beings that we are in this body if we're not even willing to embrace that and embrace our our uh, personal power? Yeah, and a lot of people that I know of have gone through in this year or going through it that crucifixion, clearing that energy out, clearing out the ostracization, clearing out the persecution, all those. And I don't mean that from a victim perspective by any means. But as you say, to really anchor in the light that we are, we have in our ancestral lineage and the cells of our body in the waveforms of our spiritual lineage, all of that accumulated trauma, pain, wounding, that is of a frequency, right, that cannot hold this higher light. And so by clearing that out, by really accepting, acknowledging it, forgiving it, releasing it, we then can anchor in that more light. And are you finding that as you go into people's bodies that you're finding some of that trauma is manifesting in physical disruptances in their body? Completely, completely. I had a lady who contacted me that said she had hepatitis C. And I went into her body and we were taking a look and everything was about old traumas old pain, old anger. Um, She felt uh, abused and all of these things. So we spent hours Mm -hmm. working on this. And she just texted me last night and said she's completely free of hepatitis C. Well done. So this is all about the energy. And it's not about me boasting about what I was doing because it's always with creator as well. But it was, we're holding on to all this stuff that we don't need to hold on. It's not ours anymore. Time to let it go. And so from this family with the Amityville Horror, right? And not the family, but the household. And then moving in, did you go through a point of turning it off or did you stay open the entire time? Did you take a 3D path and come back to this or were you always working it um, congruently? Well, um, I was actually, after this whole incident, I was forbidden from anything metaphysical. Um, but I still was able to see the spirits, but I was so terrified of them because of all the stuff that happened. Um, I could no longer hear them. I could only see them. But imagine laying in bed and having them pop up in your face right. or walking to the bathroom and there they are. I mean, it just was everywhere. So for a long period of my life, I was able to see and know things, but I kind of had to hold it and be, quote, normal. and. Um, at 33, I got diagnosed with a serious heart condition, was given a year to live. And I decided at that moment I was going to embrace my path because I've always wanted to do this. This is this is me. This is who I am. Why you came. <laughs> yes. And I allowed myself to be the real me. And eight months later, completely cured. No more heart condition. Yes. Um, and so. This is this is who I am and this is this is who I will be until the moment I need get to go home. <laughs> and so you the journey has continued and I know you know you've known each other for a few years and the amazing theta practitioner work and the theta instructing that you do and the teaching and the life coaching, all these amazing gifts. And then October last year, you're in Las Vegas, you're getting connected with friends, goddesses, gonna have a good time, go to the Route 91 Harvest Festival, and then a new chapter opens. So you were there when the shooting took place, right? In your own words, what would you like to share about what you were feeling in the moment when you became aware of it? Well, I had seen it two months ahead of time. 
um, but I wasn't sure what it was. I thought I was tapping into a dimensional me mm-hmm. and that needed my healing. Um, I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I was hit with this anxiety and this severe pain in my abdominal. And all of a sudden I look at my stomach and I'm transported to this parking lot at night and I could feel the blood gushing from my body and I could feel my organs being destroyed. Mm. And then this woman was in front of me and she was holding the wound telling me to hold on um and then uh somebody that was with me when i was panicking um in the real dimension was saying you're a healer heal yourself and i said then i will and so i watched the bullet being pulled out i watched my organs being healed and everything closed up with the exception of a little hole on my stomach and a red and a burn a severe mm-hmm. burn and it would not go away um, and so when I was at um, Route 91, um, I was there with 40 of my friends, but I couldn't find any of them. So I was all by myself. And I was at the front center of the stage five minutes before it happened. I start panicking and mm-hmm. I could feel the energy. And I said, I need to leave right now. Right. But since I was in the center part of the stage, there was no exit. So I started going towards the Mandalay Bay to get out of the crowd. Um, and as soon as I hit the last person in the crowd, that's when the gunshot started. Um, I was hit the third, the third round of gunshots as I was walking aw- towards the Mandalay Bay. Um, <clears throat> things started to slow down for me. Mm. And it was almost like, you know, when your brain goes in that high gamma and everything goes into super slow motion. Right. And the angels told me, you're going to get hit, but it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I heard this high pitched noise. Something hit me in the stomach exactly where mm-hmm. I had seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the sudden, this bright light appears in front of my stomach and the bullet flies out the same way it came in. And then all of a sudden, this woman grabs me who was from my vision and starts to rip off my clothes mm-hmm. and says, You've been hit. I saw it. And she's looking for the wound. and. I said, I think I'm okay. Um, I had, I did have a hole in a severe burn, but that was it. And I had bruised intestines, but that's something right. else. Um, and in that moment, I realized that if I was going to die in that, that venue, that I was going to die helping people. Mm-hmm. And so bullets are flying everywhere. The heat of these bullets was immense. And I'm running through the grass looking for people. And I come across someone I know, and he's sitting on the grass as bullets are flying everywhere. And I told him, you need to get up. And he said, I can't. Mm. And I I sat next to him, and then I said, okay, then we're both going to die today. And he looked at me, and he jumped up because he recognized me. And he said, I know you. I need to save you. And he begins to drag me across (laughs) the grass. (laughs) Um, And I was finally he realized he needed to let me go and he ran on and that was okay I was one of the last people out of the venue because I was not going anywhere Um, I needed to be there well you mentioned to me that um, you afterwards when you and I talked that that you called in your team and you asked your angels for help and there was this sense of how do I help what do I do and, and we talked a little bit about that, but I'd like you to share what you're comfortable sharing. Yes, so I did. I felt helpless because there was so much carnage, so much blood. And for some reason, and I'm really a loving person, I couldn't touch mm-hmm. anybody. And I didn't understand why I wasn't able to physically touch at that moment. So I called in the angels and I just said, we need to help these, these people. And I already knew they were there. I could feel them. Then it was almost like I could, I could help people now. I could begin to lift up the, the fences and I could begin to show people how to do CPR. And I was running for nurses and finding bodies and mm-hmm. all of those things that you do. Um, and to me, it was just an immense feeling of helplessness. Like mm-hmm. even though you're doing everything, you're doing nothing. When you mentioned yeah. to me that there was that sense of wanting to support those that were actually transitioning right? That were leaving their physical bodies and transitioning, but then also wanting to help those that were injured, but perhaps not that 
severely, at least for there, to get them to a medic or get them to a nurse. And I know, if I recall correctly, you talked about asking your angels to be with the ones that were transitioning. Yes, there was a man. I mean, I I saw so many people take their last breath. Um, But there was one man, he was laying by himself. And I whispered to him, you're going to be okay. Because I knew he was going to transition. Right. And then I asked the angels, I, you know, there's an angel named Azriel who helps to transition um, souls. And I said, Azriel, you need your team in here to help these, these people. And he, he was, you know, I, instantly they were already there anyway. And so, yes, they were helping to transition them. Now, with your psychic abilities, and I know that you're focused, right? So did you also see the souls leaving? And you may not have because you might have been more focused on helping those that were still there. But I'm curious of that multidimensionality, how that was, how you were experiencing that in the moment. Um, I wasn't able to see them, but I did hear their last breath. Um, And I did. um, It's actually something that haunted me for several months was the last breath, the gurgling, the, the, the mm-hmm. it's, it's the worst thing in the world to hear is the last breath of somebody. Right. Yeah. Well, especially someone that's living in a traumatic situation like yeah. that, right? Um, and that's, you know, we do what we can do. So Asriel, I mean, did you have any sense of comfort knowing that Asriel and the team were there? Or again, were you very focused just, which I can understand, focused on doing what you could do? There was the comfort in knowing that these, these amazing people who passed on um, were going to be helped. They were going to be, they were going to be given love. And the one thing that I uh, really loved was the way that the community came together, the way that these people who had no training whatsoever were doing tourniquets. They were holding hands. They were, you know, right there hugging them. They didn't care that they had blood all over them. It didn't matter. They were giving love to this stranger that they have never met. And and making sure that they were not alone in this in this path. Well, and that's I think one of the beautiful things when when we let go of all of the preconceived notions and just allow ourselves to be the truth who we are. We are there for each other. We've seen that time and time again. And I think for me, that's one of the things I hold on to when we look at are there malevolent forces that are creating some of these type of situations to keep us out of our power? And I don't want to go into being victim or go into too much of that negative agenda right now, because that's not what tonight's show is about. But I always say, you know, no matter how much darkness that energy tries to bring in, the true light of the heart of humanity, the galactic race of humanity, because we are a galactic race, comes through in those moments. We saw it in 9-11 in New York City. We saw it in Bali during the tsunamis. We saw it in Christchurch during the earthquakes. You know, it's a constant thing. We saw it in Orlando during the nightclub shooting there with people lining up around the block to give blood. And so to me, you know, for people that are getting maybe a little bit crushed under the weight of what they think isn't happening the way they'd like it to in our world right now, know that the light, that's Doug from BBS Radio, home (laughs) <laughs> yes, hey there, what's up? Video. How's the fire? I'm on Zoom Live. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry to hear that, but Shannon and I are, and the family listening are just sending you guys light and love and prayers. Are you okay? Is your house okay? You don't know. All right, well, we'll focus on it. Keep us posted when you can, and we'll keep sending prayers. All right, you take care, Doug. Bye, my friend. Bye-bye. Yeah, so just that's an upset. That wasn't staged. That actually just happened spontaneous. That was Doug from BBS Radio. I had talked to Don earlier, uh, and he said that the, t- the town itself is pretty much destroyed, and um, his kids' school is destroyed, so they don't know if the station is there, so we'll have to just, again, it will all unfold, and we just hold prayers for the animals and all the people and the residents, and that that this too shall pass in whatever way. Um, so we just just hold light just for a second, just just breathe that in there and just pass it on to all those who've been affected. And so it is. So in these moments of trauma, Shannon, and what you experience, both the the knowingness that your spiritual journey was, if that was meant to be your last day on the planet, that you were going to support people. I like that too. The, the word service is a little bit of in servitude. So I like to shift it to support as well. 
And so that's part of what I shared with um, the list when I sent out you're going to be on on the um, show tonight was that sense of, you know, we all talk about, I've said this, that I don't have a fear of death, right? And that I trust that I'm an infinite being. But I also have the disclaimer that if I'm ever in a situation, who knows how I'm going to react in that moment, right? I mean, I'm, I'm honest enough to say that. So how do you feel your spiritual journey supported you in that moment when everything was happening around you? I think it was the fact that I didn't have fear of passing, that I had such, I, I, to me, I have such a faith yeah. and it's not about a religious faith. It's just a knowing right. that I'm okay. Either way, like I know that this is a vehicle. Right. And when this vehicle can no longer move, I continue to be. This is just my avatar at the moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that's the beauty. That's, that's what I say too. But I, I again, I say, you know, I have, knock on wood, not been in that close of a call. My intention is that I hold that in my heart, right? Yeah. And for you to have actually seen that flow through, right? And to be able to hold that space. I think for the listeners or those watching is an important thing to recognize. And even if you do go into fear, the, the catching yourself and bringing yourself back into that light space is a gift. Yes. And it's what you do with it afterwards. Exactly. Um, and this isn't me ringing my bell or anything, but I have a team named Angelic Awakenings. They're all certified under me and we practice, not under me, they're all certified with me. Um, and we practice our theta healing and my team and I offered all of our services to all of the families and the survivors um, for whatever they needed for free uh, because it was part of honoring those 58 amazing souls who left us but mm -hmm. also honoring the survivors mm -hmm. and you know they they were, were put in a horrific situation and you know there was a lot of trauma and PTSD and and the worst of it all was survivor's remorse. Exactly. Yeah. And those that may have had other one, people with them that, that transitioned and they didn't, right? So yes. it's that collective of the macrocosm, but then it's also that personal connection. So I know you also, you know, were very honest about you went through your own healing, the emotions and the waves. What of that are you comfortable sharing? Oh, um, well, for me, it was, I mean, I had the PTSD, loud noises, running, um, a friend of mine decided a couple days after this happened to take me to a movie. And I said, please, no shooting in the movie. And he said, no, 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 no shooting. It's just about this, whatever it was. And so we went to the movie and the entire movie was not about anything of violence. The very last scene in the movie, this man shoots this other man in the head. And I froze. Yeah. And I start to shake uncontrollably. And they were trying to clear out the theater and I couldn't move. Move, right. And it was not about fear, but it was just like, it was like the realization of what had just happened mm -hmm. hit me mm -hmm. all at once. Mm -hmm. And it took me quite some time. I just was shaking and I just couldn't, you know, couldn't come to terms with it. Um, so I did have some severe PTSD, but I, I used my methods to clear myself. I have an amazing team um, that helped me. Um, but the worst of it all, like I said, was the, the survivor's remorse. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a snake that goes into your brain and tells you you're not good enough. Why didn't you die? And why did they? Mm. Why did a 20-year-old who had their entire life ahead of them die and you stayed? It, it's that kind of stuff. So, and then when you have arguments with people, it comes into your brain and says, see, you're worthless. Mm. And unfortunately, we had several people who took their own lives because of it. And um, it was just a horrific thing. And, you know, for me, I mean, there was a couple of times I contemplated my mortality. Right. Um, but I could not dishonor those who actually lost their lives in that way. Mm. Plus, I have a path here. I was saved for a reason. <laughs> More to do. The mission's not complete. But so when those moments came up, and you mentioned a, a few days ago, fireworks went off or something happened nearby. So 
just in, I love your honesty and your transparency. And so sometimes we can get the misconception that being on a spiritual path means that things aren't meant to affect us. And that's not the truth. You know, things are going to affect us. We're still here in the human realm. So, so when those types of things happen, happen, what are the go-to steps that you utilize? Well, the one I rem- I I hold dear is that I am I am an avatar, right? This is you know, and I can say you know, yes, I have a cute, I'm flesh and blood and all of that good stuff, but this is is not our complete reality. And I've come here to to support people and to be in this in this realm. I've come here to have these experiences. So my go-to is just to see the bigger picture mm-hmm. and to really tap into the creator and the divine energy and say, what am I supposed to do here? What What is is uh, supposed to happen? But I'm going to be honest because especially I'm getting it. Um, Gabriel is, is, is chiming in my ear. Um, there were a few times of weakness that yep. I had. And I am. I'm the most transparent person. Mm-hmm. I, I hold nothing. Um, there were a few times of weakness and the very last time Gabriel came right in my face and he said, you will not go anywhere. You have a path here and you will not leave until you're done. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, it just kind of froze me completely. And I honestly say, if it were not for my, my team of angels, and if it were not for Gabriel, I would not be here. So I am so very grateful to them for everything that they've done for me. Thank you, Gabriel. <laughs> yes. And so when you and your team of Awakening Angels reached out to the survivors and the families of those who had transitioned, how did you go about doing that and how was it received? I um, I just said that I'm here for anyone who needs help, um, that I'm not a counselor, but I am a life coach and that I do have energy um, abilities to be able to help with PTSD um, we had probably 20 or 30 um, people who um, reached out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted it all over Facebook. I'm all over the um, the survivors pages. Right. I even created a survivor singles group, which was really <laughs> fun. Um, the joke was uh, that everyone was saying, I wish I just had somebody to hold. Me. Mm-hmm. And that was a really true feeling yeah. of just to lay in bed and be held and being told that everything's going to be okay. Right. So the joke was, I said, well, we should start a company, Rent-A-Holder. So we'll <laughs> just rent somebody to hold us during this period of time. And then when we're done, we can say goodbye and they can go on their, their way. And so the joke kind of got bigger and bigger. And someone said, well, why don't you create a, a Facebook page that's a safe place for us to see if we can meet each other? Because we're single, some of them were. Some of these people were single, and they wanted to meet someone who could understand. Because it's cha- it was challenging at that time to meet people outside. Mm-hmm. Because when you have your breakdown or you have your moment of freezing, they don't understand and they don't know how to soothe you. Right. Um, and so I created this group, and I thought 10, 15 members. We are now at 700 members Wow! and they share and they, it's a safe space. And I make sure that there are only survivors on there Right. Um, and it's an amazing place. And so the long story short is I've shared all of my abilities or my, my offers to mm-hmm. the, all the, all the pages. Mm-hmm. Now, just this past October, I mean, it's just been a year, a little over a month ago. So in the lead up to deciding to go back, what, if anything, came up for you and what was your experience when you reunited? Um, in the lead up, I was torn. Um, I didn't know I wanted to go back because I didn't want to drudge it all up again because I had started to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there was not this heavy energy anymore. Um, but a friend of mine said, you need to be there for closure. Mm. And so the angel said, you're going. And when they say I'm doing something, I'm doing it. And a friend of mine called who I had not seen since high school, which was so funny. We we connected on Facebook. Come to find out he worked at a casino in Vegas and said, I'll get you some comp rooms. So it was like everything was just working. The angels were doing their work behind the scenes. (laughs) Oh, they always do. And so um, I went 
And the day of, it was so funny, the day of, I felt like I was going to a funeral. Um, I was just really sad. And the same friend that I reconnected from high school said, we are going off-roading. And mm. I went, eh, I don't know if I want to go off-roading, but they took us off-roading. And we found a mountain of crystal quartz. Ooh. And I, I, you know, I had to shove a lot of it into the, into the Jeep. <laughs> right. But. It was almost like a lifting, like this energy was completely lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. So when I went to the event, I was able to be there for people instead of breaking down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd had my, my moment. Of course. There was a girl sitting there whose mother died on top of her. Um, protecting her. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was hit while, while protecting her daughter. And this girl was sitting on the sidewalk just crying, just holding herself and crying. She was sitting by herself. And I was moved. I went and sat next to her and I put my arm around her and I said, I don't know you, but you're my family. Mm-hmm. And so we sat there and we cried together for a few minutes. And then she looked at me and thanked me and then I walked away. So it wasn't even about, you know, all my name is or anything like that. It was just about being there right. in that moment. Holding that. And then I met some amazing people and it was beautiful. And did you connect with anyone that you had actually seen on that? I know it was a lot of people there, but did you connect at the reunion with anyone that you had actually interacted with after the gunshots rang out? No, I was hoping to because I'm friends on Facebook with some of them. Um, and so I was hoping to, but it just never, it never worked out. Mm-hmm. But what was so funny about what you had just said was the girl that pulled, you know, pulled my shirt off and was trying to get, you know, to find the wound. I went to Oregon a couple months after this happened and I was there to kind of defuse and we went to Seaside and we went into this store that was making sweatshirts. And I said, can you make me a route 91 sweatshirt? And he said, no, I can't, but my sister was at route 91. And I said, really? (laughs) And so I said, can I see, you know, a picture of your sister? (laughs) <laughs> and he showed me a picture and it was her I just got chills all up and down and I'm like oh my god it's her I said she was with her husband and she he said yes and so he calls her on the phone and we have a reuniting crying wow I mean just this amazing like re- reunion I haven't seen her in person yet but that's okay you know we had the reunion and and I was hoping to see her but it, it's okay And did you feel your angels with you during the reunion as well? Because it feels like there was still much multidimensional healing going on during that reunion as well. Completely. I mean, I, I always feel them with me, but they were definitely there in force Mm -hmm. to support and to love um, the, the the ones that were there. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I had actually, they had blocked everything off. We were hoping to be able to go into the venue. It didn't happen. Um, so we had to go down the street where we lined up the bodies and I had not gone down that street yet. And to walk down that street was like being hit with a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, the energy was heavy and just sad. And, and I could, I could see where the bodies were and us mm-hmm. loading them into the trucks. And it was just, it was hard at first, but then it, uh, you could feel the angels coming, clearing that energy out. And it was just a beautiful thing. Mm. Now, so you were hit. It was a ricochet or it was an intervention, depending on how you look at it, right? Because it wasn't as bad as the vision as you had had earlier. And you did something pretty powerful with the impact on your body afterwards. Oh, yes. So um, I've had so many gun experts try and explain what happened to me because I was in direct line of the Mandalay Bay. There was nothing in front of me that could have ricocheted. Mm. And so gun experts have tried to say, well, it couldn't have been a ricochet because it would have ripped your skin. And it couldn't have been this and it couldn't have been that. So they, they've tried and they can't explain it. Mm. But um, several months after the, um, the shooting, I still had a bad burn. But I noticed it was starting to heal and it was giving me a really anxious feeling. And a friend of mine said, get a tattoo. And I said, Oh no, I'm not getting a tattoo. And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, maybe I'll get a tattoo. And so what I did was I got these angel wings, a tattoo of these angel wings holding a, um, an angelic stone Mm. with the ribbon and the whole of the ribbon is where the bullet hole was. Mm. And so that it was just a beautiful, um, memorial to it. 
And a transmutation of the energy, right? Shifting yeah. it into a higher frequency. Now, if you scan your body, does it feel like you still have some levels of trauma that the physical 3D aspect of you has held on to? Or does that feel like most of that has cleared through? I've released, I think, 99.9% mm -hmm. of it. There's a little tiny bit still in that hole. Right. Um, but not, not anything that would be significant but I've done a lot of work on myself I mean I've cleared I've released I've asked the lessons I mean I've really done a lot of work you know when I I give advice to people to do stuff I walk the walk, walk through too. it first I will do it too I will not just expect other people to do oh, it and that's I think the sign of a true healer right is that ability to have gone through that journey yourself and which is why when we look at these things that we are traumas in 3d what is the higher gift from it whatever it may be. And of course, you know, there's that 3D heart grief. And, and I say to people, I'm not diminishing what you've gone through by any means. But when you're ready to come to that point to look at what is the gift that's come through it. So without, re again, going too personal for you, what would you say was the gift that you'd like to share your aha moment afterwards? Well, um, I actually feel like it's really truly developed my ability to energetically go into the brain, into the body. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have really, uh, my gifts have heightened even more so and has moved towards helping with trauma, helping with pain, helping with PTSD. And I was just discussing with some of my uh, team members today that I want to actually look for a grant to begin to work with people who have PTSD. Mm -hmm. And so we can prove that uh, that energy healing will actually help people with PTSD. And you talk about your passion now and what the work that you're doing with the brain. What would you like the listeners to know that you've been uncovering or discovering? Well, I mean, this is a scientific fact, but we have a part of our brain called the amygdala, mm -hmm. which is the fight or flight part of our brain, but it is also our trauma center. And so when I've gone in and someone has had severe trauma, I actually see a black energy where the amygdala is. And what I do is I watch that energy move out. But that part of the brain can actually affect other parts of our body. And so usually I'm guided to go to different spaces. But even though people think, oh, I've gotten over this trauma, if you're triggered in any way, by anything, you have not gotten over the trauma. Some people tell me I've let it go. Yes, you can let it go, but you have to release the energy that's along with it. Right. And it doesn't mean opening Pandora's box. It means releasing the energy. And so when you work with people that have gone through severe traumas in of whatever form, the process obviously takes as long as it takes for each individual person. But is there anything that you can share without disclosing any confidential information as an example? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, I'm writing a book about this with this person. So um, I have had a person who um, had severe trauma uh, childhood with his mother. Um, there was a, a abusive relationship happening. Um, and then as he grew, he went into the adult industry. Um, and he just was so lost and the energy was just not coming together well for him. Um, and so we began to work together and, and in conjunction with counseling, I would do the energy part and the, he would have the counseling. Mm -hmm. It's been, oh my God, almost seven years now. And he has completely turned his life around. He is this bright light and he's, he's just. I'm just so proud of him because he's come so far, but it's the energy of working through all of this uh, trauma that he's had to get him to this point because he was in a self-destructive pattern and mm. now he's building an amazing life. And so the work that you do with theta with the brainwaves, how does that intersect with the work with the amygdala? So theta is a, is kind of like putting, putting the brain into a theta mode, which is, um, four to seven cycles per second. Mm -hmm. And I could be a little off at the moment, but that's roughly. Yeah. And so we're slowing down the brain enough to where the body thinks it's sleeping. And when the body thinks it's sleeping, it begins to heal and it begins to allow for the body to heal. It also puts our brain into a very creative state. And so when we can, when we do that, we can slow the brain down enough. It allows 
for us to move things out. Because if we're in a reactive state, everything is protected. Mm -hmm. So once we calm it down, we can begin to move things out. And you have on your on your website a couple of CDs as well that you've recorded. Do you want to talk just a, a bit about the awakening and freedom? Yes. So the very first CD I created, I wanted to make it fun. I wanted people to turn it on when they're cleaning their house or driving in their car and they're just upbeat. But I wanted to heal them at the same time. So the first CD is called Freedom from Trauma. It, they're fun, short, upbeat not even meditative, but they're healing CDs and they're guided and we're working on the actual subliminal part of that. But at this moment, they're guided and they're just fun. And then I have uh, the awakening, which is an actually more of a traditional style uh, meditative. The tracks are each 10 minutes long and they go from state clarity to safety and security to liberation of your innermost traumas and then a unification. A unification of your higher self, your body self, the divine energy is just a huge unification. And in that one, we have um, the guided, but then I also have the subliminal. Right. And I listen to the subliminal while I'm working out. So I do it as well. Now, and, are they asking you to do another one? Yes. Because I'm kind of getting this message that there's yes. an, they're asking you to do another one. There's another one coming out. Problem is, is that I, I need a, I need a musician. (laughs) And so, um, Gabriel has said to me, he said, you know, if you can't find a musician, just use the music you have already Mm -hmm. and then just re-guide it in a different way. And so I'm, I'm re-fortifying that at this moment, Mm -hmm. but I really would just like new music. So musicians out there, contact me. (laughs) For those that are listening on bbsradio.com, once we get this posted, you want to go ahead and get tell people what's coming up for you if you have any classes you're teaching and how they can reach you. Um, well, I teach all Theta Healing classes. I have six different certification courses in Theta Healing, and I'm actually open to working with people's schedule. So anytime someone would like to work uh, have a class with me, they can. But I do have um, Theta Healing sessions going now, and then um, we do the manifesting in January. Uh, we have lots of wonderful classes. I'm going to be starting an online course as well. And so I'm just looking forward to all of these amazing opportunities. And they can go to your website. Yes. ShannonLeishner.com. S-H-A-N-N-O-N-L-E-I-S-C-H-N-E-R.com. And if you're on the BBS radio site, it actually on the archive, it'll have Shannon's bio and it'll have those links. And thank you, Shannon, for offering that uh, $30 discount off of an hour. hour. And how would they actually let you know that are they emailing you? Is there a coupon code? How does that work? Um, they, they can email me and then say that they heard me on the show and then they're inquiring about the discount for the hour. Well, Shannon, thank you for joining us on bbsradio.com. Again, our thoughts and prayers go to everyone in paradise for that campfire. And we've got more to talk about, including the borderline bar shooting yesterday when we come back on the after the show. Blessings, goddess. Hello again, tribe. This is Ashley. And as I said, that was an interview recorded on November 8, 2018 with Shannon Leishner. If you found what she said inspirational, I do invite you to visit her website, shannonleishner.com. The link is in the bio on the BBS radio website. Take care of yourself, and I look forward to co-creating with you again next Thursday. Mahalo and good night.